0: In the world today, whenever there is a breakthrough or a significant event, a new innovation, something, you know, especially today with AI, that's that's in every news story now and the things are talking about it. You know, when it it's going to affect some part of our life, you know, take place of something or improve something, uh, you'll hear people say this phrase, and this would be, the title of my message today, that it's, well, it's the end of the world as we know it. You know, sometimes we say that uh, in a bad way. (laughs) Uh, Something bad happens. Well, that's the end of the world. But this phrase is more used when things change. You know, when you you could look way back and maybe go to like uh, the Wright brothers Some of you young, I hope they still teach that in school. I don't know if they do or not. But the Wright brothers, uh, when they got that plane, it looked like a stick plane off the ground. Well, it was the end of the world as they would know it because from that point on, man realized that it is possible to fly. And so that just began to move things forward. You know, the invention of the steam engine led to railroads and then gasoline engines, you know, improvements. And with each one, it changed the world as they knew it. It made new things possible. Things could happen quicker. Things could be done faster. Things could be done better, more efficient. Uh, We went from writing letters with the Pony Express to telegraphs to telephones to cell phones, yeah, The smartphones, I mean, it's just continuing. And and there's no doubt there's, with anything, it could be used for good or bad. And there are great benefits to these cell phones. I mean, realistically, right now, I could call somebody across the country and just let, let them listen to us right now while they're doing whatever they're doing, a few hours behind us or before us, whichever way. You know, if we wanted to, we could call Sister Sade over in London or Paris or wherever she's at and ask her if she's having fish and chips and see what's going on. You know, you could do that. And it's amazing. And with the invention of these phones, it did change the world. As we know it, social media has changed the world as we know it because it has changed people's minds. It has changed their perceptions. And and, uh, while it can be used for good, It can also be used for negative, but it has changed the world. You know, we went from people sitting in front of radios at night, listening to radio programs to the TV, and then there was silent pictures, you know, then there's pictures with sound. Uh, uh, You could look to things of destruction. The first nuclear bomb changed the world as we know it. 9-11 changed the world as we know it. Things changed, and people said that, you know, the world is different now than it's ever been. Things changed forever. And so while science and technology seeks to surpass every bound and limitation just to make our life better, to enrich us or empower us, they do that to selling it that this will make our lives easier. It's going to be better. And the thing is that as good as these things are, as essential as they might be or as productive as they might be, They only impact us on a personal level or make a difference in our life if we embrace it. You can believe it or not, there's some people today that do not have a cell phone. They have still got a phone on the wall with a cord, might even be rotary. Come on, it still happens because they work. And there are some people who are fine with that, but uh, you can't uh, reap the benefits of a computer if you don't embrace the computer age. Uh, uh, you know, cars, anything. it wouldn't matter. Hey, t- just take a car, take the bus, take No, I'm not using that. If they don't embrace it and use it, it never impacts them or changes them on a personal level. You have to implement it in your life. I mean, I don't want another wall-mounted telephone. With a dollar, it, if, if, if you, how many of you remember using a rotary phone? Didn't you hate when you missed a number and you had to just hang up and and start all over again? A Lot of fun, wasn't it? I don't I don't need that anymore. I don't I don't I don't want a telegraph in my house, and I sure don't want an outhouse. Look here! I got you. I won the crowd. Altar, come on to the music. <laughs> you think people once once they came in with electricity, candles stopped being used, except for ambiance, <laughs> smells, aromas. No more to. Ain't nobody like Abraham Lincoln studying by a candle no more. They they eaten by candlelight. They you know it's, or whatever by candlelight. <laughs> Let's move on. You know, you you ever notice they're not making planes like the Wright brothers anymore? Yeah, because there's improvements. They're better. Listen, you know, uh, there's been great innovations in all these areas. People who finally got indoor plumbing, they're thankful on 19-degree nights in the middle of winter. Things are better hot water heaters instead of having to boil water for a bath. You know, there's great things, but none of this means anything, as great as it is, unless you embrace it, unless you implement it, unless you put it in your life. And so with, uh, you know, with the advancement of technology and the the new things that come in, you know, when it happens, we let go of certain things in our life. We just do. We, there's, you know, I don't have to do this anymore. I've got this. You know, you, I don't have to heat an old metal iron up on the stove anymore. I've got an iron I can plug in the wall. And I can, you, you let go of certain things. And all these things have been life altering. They changed the world as we know it. But the greatest change that ever came in the world was when an angel showed up in the house of a young lady and said, you're going to have a child, and you're going to call his name Jesus. And she said, let it be unto me as you have said. According to your word, let it be unto me. She accepted it, she embraced it, and she did have a child, and his name was Jesus. And the world, that was the end of the world as they knew it to that time. Because now the Savior of all mankind was walking in the flesh, on the earth. When John the Baptist looked up from the river Jordan and said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Things changed that day for a lot of people. It was the end of the world as they knew it. When Jesus came out of the wilderness and began preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand, it was the end of the world as they knew it. For some, it was simply two small words, follow me. And it was the end of their world as they knew it because their lives would never be the same once they started on that path to follow the Lord. When Jesus went to the cross and gave his life and shed his blood, it was the end of the world as we know it because now there was an answer for sin that would take it away once and for all. When he sent the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost to dwell inside of us again, another just another advancement. It was the end of the world as we knew it because now men were filled with the Spirit of God. They were born again by water and born again of the Spirit. And, and once Peter stood up and preached in, in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and your children. And all there are far off. He was letting us know right then and there that there would be multiple times and instances in many different people, nations and tongues and languages from all walks of life that would receive this promise and it would be the end of the world as they knew it. On January the 13th, 1993, it was the end of the world as I knew it. Because that's the day I met him. And I was not without him any longer. That was the day that my sins were washed away in his blood. That's the day I found him at an altar, and it was the end of the world as I knew it. I had lived my life with knowing about him, but now I knew him. I had heard about him, I believed in him, but I had no relationship with him. But on that day, it was the end of the world as I knew it, because now me and him had a connection. I had heard the voice of the Lord. I had found a repentance in an, in an altar and in the washing of my sins away by being baptized in his name that night. I, I knew something was there. It was the end of the world as I knew it. The life, I could still remember the life before, but there was no desire for it. From that point on, I, and I, you're talk, looking at a man who used to drink every day. I used to drink every day, and uh, I never had another drink after January the 13th, 1993. I used to, sorry, I always hate talking about this stuff when mom's in the room, but, but I never smoked another joint ever after January the 13th, 1993. I put that stuff away. I buried it in the water. I put it away. It was the end of my life as I knew it. Jesus had come to show me a better way. He had come to show me that I've I've come to make you new. And that's where I would like to read some scripture for you right here before we go just a little farther. In Romans chapter 6, Paul is writing to the church. And he said, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? We have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Something better has come along. You know, I'm not going back to a a telegraph when I got a smartphone. And I'm not going back to the weak and the beggarly elements now that I've seen what the Spirit of God can do in my life. I'm not going back. Listen, I'm not so foolish to believe that having... Uh, begun in the spirit that now I could be made perfect in the flesh. I realize today that it's the end of my life as I know it when I met him. He said, don't you know that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. And just like Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. He said, I'm going to end that one world and show you a new world. I'm going to show you a new life, a better life. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, you could quote it. I don't even have to put it up here. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things are of God. Man, I'm telling you today that once you meet him, it will be the end of your life as you know it. When you get into Jesus, uh, friend, I'm telling you the truth today. Old things pass away and all things are made new. Uh, If you're looking for something better, if you're looking for a new innovation in your life, why don't you try meeting up with Jesus someday? Because when you meet him, things are different. Oh, I could talk to you about Lazarus. He'd tell you things went different when I met the Lord. I could talk to you about 10 lepers that that come in contact with him, how it was the end of their life as they knew it because they were all healed and made whole. I could tell you about a woman that had an issue of blood for 12 years and she was only getting worse, but once she touched the hem of his garment, it was the end of her life as she knew it. No more doctors, no more spending all her money, no more days of sickness, but she was made whole. And I'm telling you that there's still power in the name of Jesus today that can make you whole. I don't care what kind of mess it looks like. I don't care how bad it's been. I don't care how dark it's been. I don't care how bad it hurt. That if you can just get in a place where you can meet Jesus, all that stuff can end today. It can be the end of that life and the start of a new one. I'm thankful today the day that we decided to obey the gospel, repent of our sins be baptized in his name, receive the Holy Ghost, that should have been the end of the world as we knew it. And it can be. But just like all this technology that's going on in the world today, it doesn't benefit you at all unless you embrace it. One place of scripture says, where well, it's not the Lord's will that any perish. God doesn't want anybody to be lost. It's not the Lord's will that any perish, but he says, but that all would come to repentance. When they heard that Cornelius in his house had received the Holy Ghost just like the Jews did at the beginning in Acts chapter 10, they glorified God and said, God has granted repentance to the Gentiles. He made a way, as he said in prophecy, many prophecies before, that there would be a people who were not his people that would begin to call on his name, that would see a great light, that would call him Lord. And that's what he did for us. And he said, I've got a new innovation for you Gentiles. You can get away with all those dumb idols and things you were carried away with and you can turn to the living God. And it'll be the end of the world as you know it. I can save you from those things. I can wash you from the darkest, deepest stain of sin. I can forgive you of the worst mistake ever in the history of your life. I can do that. You might remember it, but I can forgive it. Just because you remember it doesn't mean God hadn't forgave it. You hear? Just because you remember it doesn't mean you hadn't conquered it through his name and by his blood and by his spirit. Amen? Come on, God's able to do it today. But this change, as powerful as the name of Jesus is, as powerful as the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus is, as powerful as that new birth is, it doesn't benefit us at all if we don't embrace it, if we won't change with the time. You know, some people say, well, you just don't change with the times, and, and that's why you're still, you know, you're, I mean, I don't even know how many people even you know, read a newspaper anymore. Some still do. But most people read online newspapers are online the print is just almost completely not who writes letters anymore I mean you know things like that it's a lot of things that, that, are, that still work but they're old school just send a text it gets there like that you know just send a text send a message instant message email everything's quick it's electronic it's that. and now with AI all these things that say it's going to make life so much better there's some things I just want to embrace in technology so you can believe that But just knowing he exists, just knowing what he did, it's not enough. The scripture says, if judgment begins at the house of God, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel? If they won't change, if they won't receive it. Uh, Even Paul wrote in one place, uh, said, for even we, he was talking about the Jews, have believed in Jesus. And it was the end of the world as they knew it. January the 13th, 1993 it was the day one life ended and a new life began. Many of you can remember your day that you found yourself in an altar. You found yourself praying, and talking to God. You can remember the day you were baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. You can remember how many years, a little seven years ago. I remember Sister Alyssa's message just the other day, a little over seven years ago when she first came to Iraq. She remembers when she came to the church, I remember talking with her in that room, giving her a Bible study on baptism when we came right down here and baptized her in Jesus' name. I remember that. I remember her daughter receiving the Holy Ghost at three years old, just standing down here with tears. I remember those days. It was the end of their life, the end of their world as they knew it. God changed some things. Many of you can remember those moments in time where God changed things for the better. Sometimes it's painful to be changed for the better. Yeah. Even good change hurts sometimes, but it was for the better. And I'm glad today that God is a God that will change your life. And now, since we're walking in new life, we're leaving the old stuff behind. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? We've moved on, we have moved past this point. We're walking in the newness of life. Everything with him is new. You may be in the same body. You may live in the same house and still have the same job and have some of the same friends, but everything now is new because you think new, you look new, you talk new, you act new. You just do the new. Your world has been changed. It's amazing that God wants to do something new in our life and and people resist it so much. They just resist that new thing. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, the Lord said, forget the old things. I'm paraphrasing. He said, remember not the former things and don't think about the things of old. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his belly shall flow or spring forth rivers of living water. He said, When I do it, you'll know it. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He said, I will satisfy the thirsty land. He told the woman at the well, He said, Listen, if you knew the gift of God and if you knew who I was, you would ask me and I would give you living water because you can come and drink from this well. You can keep coming here and you'll always thirst. But if you'll move on, if you'll embrace the new, if you'll take this living water, you'll never thirst again. It'll be the end of your life as you know it. But you know what? She had to embrace it. 3,000 souls on the day of Pentecost had to embrace it because just hearing it preached won't change you. You got to believe it. You got to embrace it. And I'm telling you today because don't don't think this, oh, well, you know, you're a pastor. You're, I've told you already, I wasn't raised sitting on a pew. I was raised good. I had a good mama, took care of me. But when I got old enough to do what I wanted to do, I did it. I hid it from her mostly because, I, because she's my mama. You don't want your mama to know everything you're doing. But, friend, let me tell you, I know what it's like to live away from God, to not be thinking about God. I know what it's like to like to get yourself into a place where you feel like there's nothing for me in this world. I'm just taking up space. There's nothing here. But friend, when I met him, it was the end of that kind of thinking. I realized that he loved me. And if he saw something in me, I figured, well, I've tried everything else. Why not give him a shot? And buddy, that's the best thing I have ever done tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And friend, let me tell you, once you realize what God can do, once you really embrace that, let me ask you this. How many of y'all love your smartphone? Just be honest. We don't like to admit it. Oh, I don't hate, I don't like nobody. No, I'm addicted to this thing. Would you go back to a flip phone? To a, to a little slide phone where you couldn't, you couldn't post them reels then. <laughs> yeah, could, could couldn't couldn't be updating everybody about about your about your lunch and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about no, no no internet service. Could you go back to a phone like it? Would you? Somebody, hey, why don't you just quit using that phone? Like, no. then we we'll turn around and drive back to get our we'll leave our phone. Where's my phone? Where call it? Where's my phone? Call call it. Is it ringing? Do you hear it? Where's it at? We don't want to be without it. And why? Like the Lord said, the Lord said, I just want to do something new in your life. Quit thinking about the old ways. Quit thinking about the past. Quit doing those things. Even Paul said, man, forgetting those things that are behind, I'm reaching forward. I'm moving forward. I'm trying to win Christ. I want more of him. I want more about what he's got. It's so easy to embrace technology. Pursue them. Pay a great price. These stupid phones are expensive. Oh I dread the day that I have to get another one $900 $900 And we do it Because you got to stay connected Got to keep up Got to see what's going on But then we so readily neglect The new that Jesus wants us to have But how should we escape If we neglect So great a salvation You know I never really, Brother Eberhardt used to quote that scripture a lot, my pastor. And he would always, he would quote it and then he would say this. You don't have to lie, cheat, steal, murder. He said, just neglect. Just don't embrace what God's got for you. Just refuse it. You could help people across the street, carry their groceries, cut their grass, be a good person. And still neglect God and miss out on the best thing going. Because we're not changed and we're not new until we're in him. And that's a fact. I remember a world that was rocked and ruled and wrecked by the enemy. But Jesus changed all that. I'm getting ready to close. As she comes. You think again in the scriptures how many people were changed just because they came in contact with Jesus. He was always changing people's lives, moving them from positions. People that had done nothing but lie on a bed almost their whole life could now stand and walk. But you see things differently when you're standing than when you're lying down. Right? Right? One woman was doubled over, curvature of her back, and the Lord said, Woman, you are loosed. And she stood upright. It was the end of her world as she knew it. Bartimaeus was blind. One man was blind from birth, and Jesus opened their eyes, and their life was never the same. It was the end of their world as they knew it. No more begging, no more body leading me by the hand now. I can do the things that I need. I can do things I've never done before because Jesus came into my life. Well, we're no different than these people you read about right here. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Don't you know that unrighteousness shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, not thieves, not covetous, not drunkards, revilers, or extortioners. None of these people shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you are washed. But you are sanctified. And but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God difference between were and are is near and far what in the world does that mean he said they were these things but now they are washed, sanctified and justified the Bible says we that sometimes were far are brought near by the blood of Jesus so the difference between what you were and what you are is are you near or are you far? Have you had the blood of Jesus applied to your life? Have you let Jesus work in your life yet? Because if you have, praise God, there's a change. You can stand with me. But we've got to embrace it. I don't know if any of you guys ever read Tozer. W. Tozer, if you ever read any of his writings, his books, his sermons, tremendous mind. A lot of things that he said really got some great insight, but he said this, and it goes right along with the new that God wants to do in our life. He said, the reason why many are still troubled, still seeking, still making very little forward progress is because they haven't yet come to the end of themselves. They're still trying to give orders and interfering with God's work within them. You got to let it go. You got to let that old stuff go. You got to let the past be the past. Forgetting those things that are behind and start reaching forward to the prize that is in Christ Jesus. That's where you come to the end of your old world and you begin walking in the newness of life. I'm telling you this today because people can forget sometimes what God has done in their life. And I'm telling you this today because some people don't know what God can do in their life. But I'm here to tell you that after 30 years of, over 30 years of serving the Lord now I've been on both ends of the spectrum I know what he can do and I have been reminded daily what he has done when I look around and see the miracle that my life is now compared to what it should have been how many times I should have went out of this world except for the Lord I came to the end of the world as I knew it on January the 13th, 1993. Well, on July the 2nd, 2023, this could be the end of your world as you know it. You could mark this day down and say, this is the day that I started serving the Lord.